Hey, Michael. Hey, hey. Morgan. Hey, hey do you, did you catch the big award show the Is other you, day? Which one? Which award show? The big one. Did you catch it? It was very good, The big right? game? The was, Super Bowl? It was a very good one. I uh, loved that one, that one. Can you believe, um, can you believe it's, the events that transpired? It's almost beyond belief, all those events and that thing that That's going to be such said. old news by the time this comes out. I was going to just talk to you about uh, a few movies that didn't get nominated for anything. Okay. That should have been. Definitely. Um, and more to the point, I was going to bring up these titles of these movies, and I was thinking maybe it would be fun for you to come up with um, their logline. I don't know where this is going, but okay. Not their logline, their tagline. So, okay. I'm going I'm to read off. So these are, these are real movies. These are movies <laughs> that were not nominated. Okay. And I'd like you to come up with a tagline for their poster. So okay. first one up to bat. Up to bat? Yep. Uh, nope. <laughs> first one, Mr. Turtle's Turtle. Mr. Turtle's Turtle? Uh, the tagline for that one is an unbelievable adventure through time and space Wrong. We and were, turtles. We were looking for you'll have a shell of a good time. Seems a little seems a little edgy for a movie about turtles, but okay. The second movie in question that I'd like a tagline for is called The Pocket Surprise, but it is spelled with a Z and two exclamation points. Keep keep digging in your pocket. You're gonna find something you like. The next movie I have on my list <laughs> That one doesn't have that is, I got it right. It is called Larry Miller Was Ellipses. And that's it? Mm-hmm. Uh, now the tagline for that one is, "It's me, Larry Miller. You know me. I'm the I'm the famous comedian." Oh boy! No, that's what it is. Um, and then also, uh, this one it was called "Hey, member." I mean, that tagline hey. for that one really, really kind of member writes itself. But it's member, but it's uh, apostrophe and member, so it was a horror film that I guess you didn't see. Um, okay. what? I don't even understand what you're talking about. Why is that a horror movie? Because it's like Dismember. Okay. <laughs> the other hey, one, Dismember? Ah, uh, that's that's good. That was a good one. Um, and then last and final, <laughs> this um, this is probably my favorite movie of the last year. It's called What Should We Do Next, Michael? Oh, the tagline for that one is Start the Show! I'm glad we could be on the same page. You can give me a little point. You give me a finger point. Yeah. And it's time to do the thing and go. Hello and welcome to Bad Reception. Whether the critics hated it, the audiences ignored it, or the network pulled the plug, we're here to try to make the best of bad TV. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Mike. And my name is... Oh my god. And they say she's some Morgan. She's a star, but she cries, cries. Oh no! <laughs> it got real sad. I can't. I'm. I'm Morgan. <laughs> and she cries, <laughs> cries, cries. I give that B. That B. I give that. Bit. Wow! Wow! Calling Brittany a B word. I gave, I give that B a thumbs down. I gave that bit. Uh, C minus. I give the heater coming on an F plus. Okay. And we're and resume. back. Resuming. And we're 
back. Okay, we've been recording for 27 minutes, and we've got one minute of recording done. Okay, continuing. Morgan, what happened last week? Where were we? I... We can't, we can't tell them. We can't tell them where we are right now. Listen, it's so secret, but just believe us that it was super duper important and there was no way around it. And it was for the good of the podcast and was not that we were too lazy to record. Uh, we signed several NDAs, so you probably will never find out about what happened. And if you do, last week. And if watch, you do, watch over your shoulder because you may be having a hitman coming after you or hit woman. Sorry. Thank you. It's 2019. Or hit cat. Michael, what do we do on this show? Oh, this is a show where we... That's you and I. If you're new to the podcast, what we're going to do is watch a canceled TV show that we've never seen and know pretty much nothing about. But first, we're going to give our completely uneducated thoughts and predictions. Morgan. Michael. I asked you to give me an idea for what we wanted to do this week. Did I not? You did. And your your answer was? I said... You said, I don't care, I don't know, whatever. I said, like on you say, with the show. The same thing that you say every week when I ask you what you want to watch. But then, when pressed, you said you wanted to watch a horror film. I mean, horror. A, a horror show. Mm-hmm. A real rocky po- horror. A, a, poor? a real poor rocky shower. There's something in there. Tim Curry. I don't think so. Mr. Frankenfurter. Let's do the time warp. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so we're doing a horror show. You're such a sweet transvestite. From, uh... uh Damn it! What? Janet. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Hot patootie! Bless my soul. That's enough. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be doing... <laughs> what? I just want you to touch it, touch it, touch, touch me. Is there any more? I feel dirty. Uh, uh, there's that one about... Science fiction yeah, show. Yeah, that one. I don't this know. This bit is over. I'm not that big a fan, so I don't know that many of them. Well, you're wrong. I just alienated 95% of the world. Yeah, good luck. It's okay. There's some good songs. Okay, so we're going to be watching 666 Park Avenue, rated R, which is a TV show from the year 2012. The year of our Lord. It ran for 13 episodes. It was on ABC. Did I say that already? Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are the the things that I know. Uh, It stars... Anybody? A white dude? Is it another white dude that looks like what? Michael! Uh, it stars Vanessa Williams. Oh, hell yeah. So there you go. In your face. Yeah. Well, I did. It was in my face and I've received it. Uh, but I don't know if she's the star of it. I just found. The- I don't think she is because I think I vaguely remember the well, previews from this program that I was like, oh, that's going to get canceled. And you were right. I said, row, row. But also Terry O'Quinn is on it from your favorite television program, Lost. X-Files. No. <laughs> is Terry, Terry Quinn is the kind of actor that might have shown up on I X-Files. Know, I'm trying to think of... He seems like he could have. He I plays a government like, agent like a lot, I feel like. I feel like he's an, uh, some some nerd is going to email us. And guess what? I'm guess not going to check. Nobody emails us ever. So, so guess, that would be nice. I've given you a reason. Email me and tell me how wrong I am. 
Also, email me your favorite X-Files episode. Or tweet at us. Just let us know. Just talk to us. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Slide in my DMs, if you know what I mean. Winky, winky. Okay. So, off to a hot start. We also have Rachel Taylor. There's a dude, though, in it. There's, like, a brunette. And Dave Annabelle. That's not his name. Uh, Don't be mean. Annabelle? A-N-N-A-B-L-E. Annabelle. Dave Annabelle. Dave and Alrapist. <laughs> but Rachel Taylor is the top build person on this. And she is an Australian. Ew. And she's from the movie Transformers, apparently. And another movie called Man Thing. So, mm. you know, she's top quality, top tier talent. A lot of... Can we make a talent agency called Top Tier Talent? Because it's just alliterative. Alliterative. Al- al- it's a little alliterative. <laughs> Are you high? Yeah. Um, so if I recall, Michael, thank you for asking me what I think the show is about. What is this show, Morgan? What is this show about? It's so kind of you to come to me uh, seeking this kind of wisdom. Um, I've always thought that I was a force of good in your life. Um, I'm happy to know that you take everything I say to heart. Zibidebapu. Um, I think if I recall, let's think of this. So let's think of it. Let's break this down. Six, six, six park Ave Avenue, Venue, Venue, um, Venueville disease. No one's listening to you now. It's all about me. I'm, I feel like this was a, it's gotta be, it's gonna be, hear me out. So it is going Keanu to be Reeves. Not in this. He has a southern accent. Charlize Theron is his wife. They have to move to the big city to take a new law job. That's what they call them. Al Pacino is there, but guess what? Twist, Al Pacino does not say who wah. End of show. Credits. I like it. I think it could be enhanced if Al Pacino was, I don't know, some sort of bad character so this is i think it was like a law firm right and it's headed by the devil or a demon works there maybe he's not heading the the law firm because that would just be ripping off that good good movie i Are just you, referenced it sounds more like you're talking about lucifer i don't know what the show is i think i think i'm thinking of lucifer yeah I don't think he's a lawyer, though, but it sounds kind of like what you're talking about. Oh, my God, Michael. What the fuck is this one? <laughs> so it's Madison. No, it's Park, Park Avenue. Park Avenue. So oh, it's probably say, big business. Like uh, I was getting excited because I thought maybe it was going to be like Mad Men meets. Like going to be advertising? Yeah, but it's not Madison Avenue. And we all know that they only they can only stay on Madison Avenue. They only do, for sure. They I've seen Mad Men, stray. and that's, that's one rule you number one. You cannot stray. Um, Park Avenue. Park Avenue means like big business, right? Sure. I know a lot of things. I've been in New York. I don't want to brag. I don't know. Six times. Um, Well, I've been once. So so you are an authority on this. But what? Okay. I've also seen uh, a Friday 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. So I've got a pretty good grasp on the layout of the city. Holy farting shart. Is Vanessa Williams the devil? If she's not the fucking devil, I'm going to lose it. Could be. I don't know. I, will I don't think the devil is on the start show. Start a fire right now. Well, then why the fuck would it be called? Maybe it's, maybe the devil's on the show. Yeah. I think Isn't it, Vanessa Williams on Ugly Betty? Isn't she like the mean boss lady on Ugly Betty? Yeah. That's why 
I mean, she's playing. So she's kind of been typecast. Yeah. Yeah. She's a pretty lady. That's just listen as a as a pretty as a woman that is as pretty as Vanessa was. Uh, it's something that happens to us. It's just the price of being this beautiful. You constantly are getting cast as the devil. Yep. <laughs> I think she's got, so what kind of business are they heading up? I'm going to say, no. Oh, they could be tradems. What are they called? Trading stocks, but they're trading souls. <gasps> Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh my God! Price, oh my God, Michael! The price of a soul is at an all-time low because of yeah, God beat him up because of recession. The, in the toilet. Yeah. yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, it was it was twenty five, twenty twelve, twenty twelve. I don't know. That was Obama. Uh, yeah, Obama's still around. Barry Obama's was around. Um, I like this. But what are they called? They're called brokers. So yes, it's a brokerage firm that they're heading up. Vanessa Williams is the devil, the motherfucking devil, and I love it because girl power. So they are trading souls. And, ooh, the Australian, the Aussie that you mentioned before, mm-hmm. she is a new demon in this firm, making her way up, and she's got, she's pitted against all the other demons, and she's got to go out and collect souls from people. Maybe. Now, this is kind of sounding like uh, Angel Season 5. Nobody cares about Angel. Heart. Nobody knows. Season 5 of Angel is. is fantastic, and you are wrong. Michael, what is the show about? Uh, the show is obviously going to be about... I mean, I've kind of been incorporating my ideas into your... I uh, know that was on me. But I'm thinking Terry O'Quinn is going to be the bad guy. And he is... No, he's God. He's what shr- are you talking about? Terry O'Quinn is God. Continue. Have you seen Lost? Um, it's an inter- I told you, it's, 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 I told you never. It's an interesting about. note coming from somebody who hasn't seen Lost. Um, I told you never to talk about that show again on this television. Anyway... Uh, I think Terry Quinn's going to be the bad guy. He's shrouded in darkness. He's very secretive. And people are like, he's like the best businessman in the game. People are like, we don't know how he does it. He never loses money. He's always racking it in. Everything he invests in skyrockets to number one. Is that a penis rocket that you just did? It's it's, it can be whatever you want. It's whatever. Terry Quinn colon penis penis rocket rocket coming coming hey oh i like that morgan didn't mean that and she got genuinely excited her face lit up oh my god i said penis and then coming grow up morgan anyway he's very successful enter our main character rachel australia and she is like hmm, i want to be a big businessman too business person thank and you of any size. <laughs> Doesn't have to be big. Um, and so she wants to be tutored under the tutelage of Terry O'Quinn. And then he's like, are you sure you can handle it? Because this shit's going to get dark as F. He's and like, because I'm going to toot it. And then, you know I'm going to boot it. Toot it and boot it. That's a song. That's a that's a hip hip hop song. Fair use, continue. Fair use. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that falls under the fair use. We are critiquing it. Uh, also, we played a sample of it. We did. I just did. Um, 
you got me so far off the track of where I was going with Michael, this. Michael, what is the show about? Then, Vanessa Williams is a FBI agent or CIA agent or whoever is in charge of DAA agent. Whoever's in charge of, of uh, making sure that... What the hell is going on? <laughs> just spilled some drink on the table. So why are you acting like it's a big deal? Because <laughs> I wanted to clean it up. Is it a lot? No, but it's sugary. Michael, can you please tell me what Vanessa the show is? Vanessa Williams is the investigating officer of a government organization that is trying to figure out why this guy EPA. is this uh, EPA. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. <laughs> That's the environmental procedural <laughs> agency. And well, Michael, quickly, who who in who uh, who um, who put in place the EPA? Who put them in place? Yeah, who who set that organization or that agency up? Who set it up? Mm-hmm. That would be Grover Cleveland. Everybody, you can write in with your answer. I don't know. I don't know anything about politics or history. It I'm was Nixon, which is funny. Cynthia he... Nixon did that? Mm-hmm. How did she have time with all the sex in the city acting? That was... And you... That's what happens on this show. I don't know, Morgan. What's a what's specific thing that we can expect on this on this program? Vanessa Williams, first five minutes... She's going to, we're going to get a, a slow pan from her kick-ass Manolo Blahniks, slowly going up to this beautifully tailored skirt suit that she's wearing. Red, of course. She's wearing all red. Just Devil wears Prada, am I right? Just like hugging all of her curves. Um, She's going to step out of the elevator, right? She's coming out of the elevators. It's all panning up. And then she's going to take off her sunglasses. And then she's going to say, where the hell is my coffee? And then she's going to look down the barrel of the gun. And then you always say look down the barrel of the gun. But is that what you mean? Like, look down the like at the camera. camera, Yeah. Down the barrel of the gun. Is that what you say? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, You look directly into camera. Mm -hmm. And then she'll be like given knowing like, (laughs) get it? Because I'm Satan herself. This just sounds like ugly Betty. It sounds like they just are like. Only now it's a Australian girl instead of America Ferrera. If a formula works, <laughs> and I think we can all agree, Ugly Betty was a, a that show was on for fucking nine seasons. Was it really? It was on for forever. I don't know if it was that long, but it was on for a very long time. I saw like the first season, but I don't. It works because of America Ferrera's very fun. charming. Yeah. yeah, and I think Selma Hayek had something to do with it. Sure. Can, uh, Michael, what's a very specific thing that we're going to get in this? Okay. There's going to be a scene where somebody makes a blood sacrifice with a goat. What network is this on? ABC. Okay. I want to remind you that Hannibal was on ABC. That's true. That show is Also, it's not true. Up. It was on NBC, I think. But it was on network television. How dare you I don't lure remember. me it's into on network, that trap It's on network you. television. <laughs> Uh, so it's like CSI and all that shit. They get really violent stuff on but TV. The episodes of Hannibal that I watched with you were pretty intense. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, they're known to be like the craziest shit ever shown on broadcast television. What's that one that I was watching on Fo- uh, FX? And Nip Tuck. Sure. No, what were you watching? No, Nip Tuck is also really gross. No, it's a, a more recent one, and it was like a guy that got his head chopped off, and I was at the gym, and I was like scanning the room to be like did everyone else just see somebody get decapitated on television yeah i remember you told i remember how traumatizing it was it was, was. It was i was gotten over it i think uh is it lucifer no <laughs> <laughs> no i think every show is lucifer <laughs> what's, 
What's the one? I think Aubrey Plaza's on it. Oh, Parks and Rec. No. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Uh, Aubrey Plaza's on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is on it. Yeah, Legion. Legion. I was like, it's devil or demon or devil. That's an X-Men show. Do you know that? Michael, I don't, I it's don't part know of the X-Men universe. any of that shit. We've been over this. Okay, so goat sacrifice. We can say 100% sure that's going to happen. And we're going to get... Oh, and I want somebody rolling around in bloody money. That's going to... It's got to happen. There's going to be more horror stuff. Everything we're just talking about is going to be boring in an office. Is there going to be any cool horror stuff? Are there chainsaws? Is there any kind of dream demons? What is happening in this show? How is it a horror show? Sorry, I'm trying to come up with a, a play on show me the money, but with demons. And I'm coming up short. Um, I th- Well, we already talked. First of all, we got Satan herself. Yeah, but what does she do? It just is that she's Satan and that's it. That's boring. I'm I'm picturing more of a quirky like in, workplace comedy is what <laughs> I have in my head right now. And you're going It's to not going to be Ugly Betty. I keep <laughs> I telling really, you. It's like hmm, like she works at a fashion place and Catherine, she's not traditionally attractive. Catherine Australia. She's going to be kind of clumsy it's rachel australia jesus morgan rachel australia is gonna be kind of clumsy oh yeah there's gonna be like they're gonna be in the break room and uh she brought uh, a small child with her for lunch and she like trips with the baby and she like you know goes like ugh, just wasted a pretty good baby it's hit the floor i can't eat it now yep i got baby in my braces it's ugly baby uh, ugly baby <laughs> it's ugly baby <laughs> Oh, no, I just want to watch Ugly Baby. <laughs> we did. It was called Bob the Baby. Okay, I think that's good enough. I do want to mention really quick before we watch it that uh, one of the reasons it got canceled was because there is an organization called One Million Moms. Do you know what One Million Moms is? Are they the ones that have like a stick up their butts? They're the ones who got, um, they formed, I think, in the late 80s, right? Yeah. Is that the one? Because I remember there was like an in 1977. Oh, okay. Because I know that there was an organization that like was working real hard to get uh, married with children off the air. And I think it was those ladies. Yeah, probably. They sound like a, like a hoot. Uh, they are a Christian activist group known for trying to mobilize conservative women in protest against various media outlets. <sighs> they did not like so much that they used the number of the beast in the title of the show and they fought to get it canceled because they do not think that it was good to spread awareness of the term 666 and apparently it hurt the uh, ad revenue for the show so thanks thanks a lot one million moms seems like real important work Guess you're doing what, michael i can tell you right now you're a member you, you you signed that petition. I'm gonna like the show already. I already like it. <laughs> I like it already. Yeah, fuck those guys. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's watch the show. We'll be right. Where the hell is my ba- coffee? It's nighttime. <laughs> That's not coffee. That's not coffee. I just ruined your sweater. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There's a place that will entice. I like a spirit. Excite. Are you sure this is our apartment? Comes with the job. Tempt. We all want something. And lure you in. Well done, my dear. The most seductive address in New York. This apartment rocks. <laughs> wants you. It's a friendly building. 666 Park Avenue. Sundays this fall. Oh my kid, I've been on ABC. 
and we and we're back. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we watched six 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 Park Avenue. We watched Lucifer. We watched Lucifer, and it's a show. And we got pretty much nothing right about it. It wasn't no. at all what we said. None of those things were true. There was uh, one thing was true. Vanessa Williams is on it, and and Terry Quinn is on it, and there was a slow pin up on a red dress. I said a dress or a skirt suit. A skirt suit is what you said, but. For revisionist history, I must say, pin up on the red dress. And she did say, where's my coffee at some point? Not Vanessa Williams. That's true. <laughs> she did ask where her coffee was. So. Um, and there was a, a scene depicted in a book that may or may not have involved sacrificing a goat. Uh, they wouldn't have had goats in my- 1920s New York City, Michael. <laughs> there weren't goats in the 20s. Governor Mayor Fiorello wouldn't have let that. Mayor LaGuardia would not have <laughs> let that happen. Okay, so what's this show about? I named two former New York City mayors. <laughs> oh, wait, before we go into you the show. You need to do your fucking IMDB. IMDB. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. There you go. Train. Bloomberg. And that's all the mayors that I know. <laughs> of any town. Who's the mayor of our city that we live in? I couldn't even fucking tell you, and I probably voted for them, so... Okay, so the IMDb rating... Jesus, that train is fucking loud. <laughs> You've been a real dick tonight. The IMDb rating for this? What do you think? After we watched it, what do you think the IMDb rating is? Oh, it's obviously a 6.66. Oh, it's not quite. I mean, it's not. That's not quite correct. <laughs> Why did you need to clarify that? Well, because because it's higher than that. So the way that I said it made it sound like it's not quite that high, but it's actually it's higher than that. Train six point nine, the sexiest number. Is it a sixty-nine? That's right. <laughs> six point nine. Um, six point nice. Am I right? Noise. Noise. Uh, do you think we could go ahead and put uh, a worse review and see? Let's do that, guys. Hey, everybody listening, get it. <laughs> let's get it down to six point six six. Let's well, it, do it. It doesn't have two decimal points. Mm, it's will know. Will know. Yeah. They'll know. But that's we'll for, all know. So 6.9 is pretty high. I mean, for a show that we would do on here. I think that's higher than the whatever the last thing I said that was pretty high. I can't remember. Listen, I don't I don't pay attention. I don't know what else we do on this show. What was the last thing we did? What did we Oh, Tremors. Yeah, I think Tremors was a 6.7 and this is so this is even higher than Tremors. So, Morgan, let's get into it. What is 666 Park Avenue? How does it start off? All right, guys. Gather. Set the scene. It's a dark and stormy night. No, nah, that's not the that's not the very beginning. Well, kind it, is, of, it is. It is outside. It is, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Well, you know what? I now am <laughs> blessed with knowledge that I can now impart into my. Okay, it's a dark and stormy night. Thank you. It's a dark and stormy night. An attractive Terry O'Quinn and a saucy Vanessa Williams are at the symphony, and they are watching. 
everyone play it, but particularly one guy. He's the first chair violinist, and he is going ham on his violin. He's violining the like, shit out of that music. That's what violin sounds like. <laughs> and he, but we are zooming in CSI motion. And his fingers are super, super bloody because he is rocking so fucking so hard. hard. But then we keep cutting back to Terry O'Quinn, and he's like, "Yeah, motherfucker." Then symphony over. Everybody go home. Lights come up. A guy comes out with his broom and his dustbin, and he's like muttering to himself. No, that's like, not true. <laughs> no, we're in action mode. Yeah, we violinist cut- guy is like running home he's cut to outside it's pouring down rain it's thundering he's walking up to this creepy apartment building but he's like in a hurry he's like i gotta get out of here oh my god i gotta get the fuck out of here and he goes into his apartment and he's like packing all his he was packing family photos i guess but yeah it all looked like mirrors <laughs> no it looked like family no, photos. i don't recall seeing people i just recall seeing maybe something the set dresser forgot to do regardless i i'm like was it that important he'd go back to get those family photos? Well, he had to get his passport, though, bro. I know. He grabbed his passport. And his mom was, like, staring at him. He's like, okay, dumb bitch. You can't come along with me. So then he gets a call from Terry O'Quinn. No, before that, he does something very important. He smashes uh, the absolute I, fuck out of his violin. Well, you just ruined something. So, yeah. That happens before the phone call. I know. I was building to it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. He hey, smashes. everybody. Do me, do me a solid and forget that I said the thing about smashing the fuck out of the violin. Violinist smashes the fuck out no, of the violin. No, he doesn't. What? Spoilers. And anyway, so he's running out the door and he's going through the hallway and then he gets a... Oh, he goes downstairs and it's getting spooky. It's a very spooky, spooky, spooky building. He gets downstairs, he gets out of the elevator and nobody's in the fucking lobby. And it's a big building. So that's saying a lot, guys. Like that's saying a Where lot. Is everybody? But then, from the bellhop, bellhop, <laughs> attendant, dude, the dude's station, the phone rings, and he picks it up. And Terry O'Quinn's like, yo, you got my money, bitch, but not your money. He's like, hey, listen, buddy, uh, it's been 10 years. It's time to pay up. But we know, we can tell through context that they're not talking about money. They're not talking about money at all. And the guy's like... I just need, I need one more year. I need one more year. And Terry O'Quinn is like, answer me this riddle. What I once knew a violinist who sucked real hard, but what would he give up to not be such a loser? And then um, the violinist guy is like, anything. And then Terry Quinn was like, false, not anything. Dot, dot, dot. And he said, dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God. He goes, dot, dot, dot. Everything. <laughs> so then the guy's, like, trying to get out of the, the apartment building, and the, the door won't open. Then finally, 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 he gets outside, and he stumbles to the ground, and he's like, phew, I did it. I did it. I made I, it outside. I'm super safe. I did it, he said. Mm-hmm. And then we hear a kitty growling from behind the door. Is that what it was? 
I don't remember there being any cat noises, but okay. No, but there was like growling or something going on. Some kind of scary horror sound effects. And then he got sucked through the door. A little tiny, a little tiny hole in the door opens up. It's like a little box in the door opens up. And then. Yeah, like the door is a big wooden like panel door. Yeah. And then it has like a tiny little. Guys, think of a fancy door. This is a fancy door. It's a very fancy door. And then it's like Alice in Wonderland where there's a little door inside of the door and it Mm -hmm. opens up and then he gets sucked through that and he's like. And then it pans over to the address. And guess what it is? You're never gonna guess. You're never gonna guess, guys. Because what what we watched, it said nine nine nine. Give a new or nine nine nine. Because we watch this shit on Daily Motion. Because <laughs> uh, last time I checked, this was available to stream on Google Play, and it is currently able to stream nowhere in the entire planet. So we had to do it. On, on the down low, on daily motion. Because some people should probably do better homework. Well, some people should make things <laughs> readily available for streaming. Just I would have happily thing. paid for it. Smash cut two credits. Not really. There's no credits I mean, in the show. Yeah, it's just we're we're looking at uh, very nice uh, establishing shots of Central Park and the I, surrounding area. I do want to mention before we move past this first scene that th- in this scene and throughout the entire show, Morgan kept having um, revelations <laughs> that she would exclaim. <laughs> and in the very first one happened as he enters the hallway and Morgan said, oh, I know what's going on. <laughs> and throughout the rest of the show, she would predict with quotation marks yeah, was, the events that were happening in the show. No clues were given. Like, None at all. I don't think they were supposed to be mysterious, but Morgan kept announcing that she knew what was happening. You ever been in a movie theater with a mom? You know what a mom is. And you can just hear them going, she's going to kiss me. <laughs> yes. That's me in real life. That's it was. It's not usually, which is why it was even funnier. <laughs> All right. So, blonde girl shows up with a big. Her name city. is Rachel Australia. <laughs> Rachel Australia. Just kidding. AKA Jane. She, which she, is funny because she kind of looks like Jane Levy to me. Really? I thought she kind of looked like uh, Rebecca Romaine. Like somewhere between Rebecca Romaine Lettuce and Jane Levy. Mm-hmm. But with that, with that very particular blonde Australian pretty lady yeah, look. Yeah, which, again, a little bit of Margot Robbie in there because yeah, she's Nicole a, Kidman. Let's just throw Naomi them all out Watts, there. Yeah. <laughs> whom quick sidebar nation, whom I despise and detest. <laughs> despise, despise, detest, disgust. So Jane is showing up in the big city with her boyfriend. No name. This guy is boring. Very boring. He's so fucking boring, guys. I was trying to root for this guy. He sucks. He's too boring. He kept he kept showing up in different scenes, and I would be like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, no, he's forgettable. I couldn't remember what he looked like. Yeah, he has no face. He has his, no face. His name is so. Henry on the show. Um, they show up in their jalopy in front of the building. They're like, "Look, it's nine nine nine. Nerf, 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 nerf." Is um, it though? I don't. I didn't understand why. Is it? Because she said nine nine nine. Yeah. So, <gasps> oh, maybe it is. And then, because remember, in the beginning, there was like a shadow that cast up from it. Uh, maybe it's supposed to be. And maybe then it was like, hard for us to discern because, because we were watching it flipped. We were watching it in the. Oh fuck. It doesn't work late at night. I was trying to do a pull. What's that Kiefer Sutherland movie? 
mirrors yeah we're watching it in the mirrors world uh-huh. it's, which is it's funny well known I, enough that people would understand what you're talking about i was about. gonna say it's mirrored like that keeper southern <laughs> anyway, southern whatever i don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's too late it's after nine o'clock morgan is gone it i we stopped this <laughs> And I was pretty sure we watched it for three hours, first of all. Second of all, I was like, it's got to be at least 1130. No, nope. I cannot believe how late it is right now. <laughs> it's it not even 10 o'clock. 949. And I feel like I'm passing out slowly. Let's continue. Anyhow. So these bitches roll up to this building. Here's the deal. They're young. They're attractive. They're bright eyed, full of wonder. We're going to root for them. We want them to have their dreams fulfilled. But not really. I don't care about them. They're, They're pretty there. generic. I mean, she's all right, but he is very generic. Yeah. Um. So they are there at the building because uh, while searching for an apartment. They On came a- Craigslist. Which, can you just drop that? What do you mean? Can you just say Craigslist without getting permission? I don't know if you can, but th- it's ABC. That's they could pay true. for it if they didn't. I'm pretty sure you can just say Craigslist. That's like being able to say Google. There's things that are so omnipresent in the life you can't copyright them like they can't say that that's google it yeah you can say that right i think so yeah yeah let's bing bing that and see if we can google things anywho yahoo um so they're there because while looking on craigslist for an apartment they came across a listing listing for a managerial position at a apartment a park, a fancy Park Avenue apartment. Yeah, super upper east side. I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know upper east side. Okay. Um, so they just show up there with hubris because I'm like, guaranteed you probably need to have experience doing this. They they say that they don't have experience. They're like, I know we don't have any experience, but. But that's, that's still, I would never, I would never apply for something that I didn't have any experience in doing. Nah. Anyway, they show up there. Something like, like this, though, that's different. It's not their job. It just is like a thing they have to do on the They side. walk into the building, and, and they sh- walk up to the bellhop guy. His name is Tony. What? Because I wanted to say that she walks in there, and like they're like, wow, look at this crazy building. And she's like, I know this from Architecture Monthly. She and says I was like, Architecture Digest. Whatever. And I was just like... Oh my! She reads Architecture Weekly. Well, whatever. That's how else are we supposed to know that, that she knows she's super an old buildings yeah. and should be here? I know, but it's just that's a pretty lazily. They roll up to Tony's front desk and they say, "Yo, Tony, we're here for an interview with Mister Doran, who we will learn is Terry O'Quinn." Now, let me drop an Easter egg for you. A young woman, probably, I don't know, she's probably trying to be 14, 15, rolls up and says, hey, did my grandma drop off my package yet? Or did my grandma's package come yet? Mm -hmm. Wink. Talking about my grandma's package. Wink, wink. And then Tony's like, yeah, yeah, kid, you're bothering. Get out of here. So nothing comes of that just yet. And she says, I hope you guys get the job. And they're like, how did she? Yeah. Spooky. Scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Um, So they go, they're brought up to the sweet penthouse where we are introduced to Vanessa Williams. VW. So Terry O'Quinn, Vanessa Williams, they're married. They're the Dorans. Vanessa Williams. I like that couple, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm like, this is this is badass. I yeah. want more of this. Um, sh- her name is... Her name is Olivia. Olivia, and his name is Gavin. Gavin. They have a meeting with Gavin. Gavin's not impressed by them. He's a total no-nonsense kind of guy. And 
is basically like, I'm not running a charity here. You guys are kids. Get out of here. And then, but Jane's like, hey, hey, dude, totally understand. Just want to know when's the last time you had the, the, the foundation retrofitted. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you know, back in 1923, when they were building these buildings, they cut a lot of corners. So now they're people are having to go back and retrofit them because God forbid there was some sort of natural event or an act of God. Yeah. And then your building would be all fucked up. And he's like, <laughs> you put on here. <laughs> Basically, she impresses him by being like, I know all kinds of things about architecture. I was, because, because, well, during the meeting, he, they, they explain like, oh, the guy is a lawyer and he works at the, he works at the uh, mayor's office and she went to school for architecture, but she's she currently. She's a double major, Michael. Oh my God. In architecture and building oh god historical building maintenance no historical buildings or some bullshit that can't be a real thing right and then but she's not currently practicing because it's a tough it's tough out there and terry o'quinn takes note of that and he's like hmm she wants to be an architect but that's it's it's uh tough out there but michael hmm." why would he take note of that i don't know i guess he's just a slum lord oh and when she says uh something anything can happen he's like nasty act of god Heaven forbid. I know, because that's why I was setting up, and then you jumped on that. Well, uh, you said a lot of stuff. So here we go. This is when I was like, oh, we're just doing the devil's advocate, because... Not really. (laughs) Blonde lady into taking care of buildings or their apartment. That's all that Shirley (laughs) Theron is doing that fucking movie. She is constantly painting the uh, apartment. He's a lawyer, and he's a brunette. (laughs) <laughs> they he they get a job that puts them into a building to live there because of the job. That is the devil's advocate. Wait, they, they they're in the that. building. Yes, they're put in the building by the law firm with all the other law people. Yeah, not to take care of the building. I know. I'm just saying it's very similar. I was thinking it's more like if The Shining took place in it's like the shining meets devil's advocate well it's like the shining meets another thing but i'll save it until we get to that part even though i'm pretty sure you can jump there um like another stephen king property i felt like this could have been like castle rock season two yeah there's there's a lot of like what's going on in the building yeah everyone's got like story oh if you just change the name of the building to the overlook hotel then it would be like you could make this castle rock season two i would rather watch that yeah that would be really cool Anyway, they get the job. They're moving into a building. Hooray for them. I did write down this is the devil's advocate. We get introduced. Tony is taking them up to. I do want to say that I did not hear what this gentleman's name was. I just called him Tony Brooklyn. Yeah, no, he. And I love that his name actually is Tony. Of course, his name was Tony because he's like, what else would his name be? Which I'm like, there's no way that this mook would be. Hired in, at an upscale building. And he's all, being like, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dorian. And he's all pissed off because he wanted to get the job as the building manager. Yeah, like, which he should have been. I mean, I mean, they probably should have considered him. I mean. Just hiring just some randos off of Craigslist. Also, why is this fancy building hiring people off of Craigslist? Well, Michael, Apparently, why do you think that is? <laughs> because they're going through them? No. Because some somebody might have a plan. Maybe they wanted to get specific people in there. And Craigslist is the best way to find specific because people. they're 22-year-olds. Where else are they going to They're look? supposed to be 22? Or 24. They're supposed to be little babies. Okay. 
don't question the Moving reality of on. this fucking show. I mean, they gotta be late 20s at the Tony youngest. Tony is walking them up to their apartment, and we run into another forgettable face. His name is Brian. His name is Brian. And he's Tony not f- calls him Shakespeare. Uh, his name is Brian Leonard, our resident Shakespeare. But if you have ever seen the show iZombie, this is the second lead character on iZombie. He plays Major. Well, clearly he's super forgettable because I've seen a little bit of that with you and I do not remember him at all. Well, he's her boyfriend. Well, well, that's on him for having such a forgettable face. So, cool, cool, cool. We learned he's got a wife. Good for him. Um, They, oh, so cut to later on that night. They're moving in all their stuff. They're doing the last load from the car. Jane tells no face run ahead it's okay i'll lock up the car and bring up this last thing but then out of the shadows in the garage go ahead i'm gonna go you missed another thing that's important to the plot but keep going Uh, well it's important it it comes up keep going and then there's a guy standing there and he's super creepy and she's like yeah and he's like oh I'm sorry to have scared you. I live here. My name is John Barlow. Um, I gotta go because of things. And then she notices that his hand is super duper bloody. You can say what you need to say. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, before that scene, we have a scene with Brian and his wife. Oh, yeah. And first of all, Brian's wife is like, hey, why don't you go fucking to the store? And give me some goddamn soy milk right now. I don't think she gets soy milk at all. And this character is problematic because they don't know what to do with her. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, especially with the thing that you're about to say, Mm -hmm. go ahead and say it. I'll get back to my thought. I don't know what the thing you think I'm going to say is that he sees the lady in the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're trying to set up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know things. Anyway. I know it. I didn't finish saying that. She's being very mean to him. Yeah, but then she she vacillates back to being like, oh, I'm sorry. I know you worked hard, too. They don't know what to do with her. I feel like she either needs to be a total bitch. Yeah, it's like. And we need to lean into him a little bit more. Well, she's just, she's the character that's like always a bitch. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I know I'm a bitch. And you're like, well, I guess that doesn't really change it. But, but, okay. but then it's a little more endearing if she's self-aware. And then it's, I don't know, it plays into whatever this character is often mean to this guy but then also is often like apologetic about it anyway he goes to his uh computer and is typing away on his screenplay called disappearing ink sure um and morgan is making an awful face i'm trying to move my leg okay we good yeah doing your thing and he's typing on his typewriter typewriter he's typing on his computer and out the window he sees a young woman taking off her clothing and he's like oh yeah because he's a pervy mcperverson and then he's looking out the window and she's like talking to him and he's like uh-huh yeah uh-huh yeah you got it no no problem for sure and then uh she says something and she's like I don't know what they're talking about, but she's like, you don't miss much, do you? And he turns to look at her. And then when he looks back, the lady's gone right before he would have seen her boobies. And he's like, oh, I did miss something. I missed her boobies. Damn it. Anyway, so John Barlow <laughs> is got a blo- he's got a bloody hand. And so he goes into a really dingy bathroom and is scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. And there is a shit ton of blood. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. This guy's in trouble. And then finally, he pulls his hand up and it's clean. Bah. And then he looks back down again and it's fucking bloody again. Ah. 
I know. I was like, why did it? The way that I wrote it was, oh, no, it's okay. Oh, no, it's not okay. And then he says something like, so-and-so, forgive me. Okay. So then um, Jane is walking around the building and checking in on things, doing her resident manager duties. Right. And she runs into Nona, who's the girl we saw earlier at the front desk, talking about her grandmother's package. Wink. Hope you get the job. And as Nona's stepping out of the laundry room, and she's like, hey, nice to meet you. She says, ooh, I really like your necklace, Jane. And then she proceeds to say two things. She says, hey, the third washer is leaking. Also, we have a thief in the building. But it's not like a, like a burglary kind of thief guy, but it's more just like, like you'll notice little things are missing. That's all we need from Nona. Bye-bye. Yeah, and don't even worry about it. Like, really, it just was fine. So Jane is walking around a really scary-looking laundry room. There yeah. is there is no amount of money that you could... No, I would never. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm terrifying. There's that. no way you would go into that. You'd be like, Absolutely mm, nope. not. There's, like, one uh, hanging lamp that is flickering. flickering in the background. So she slowly walks over there, and she gets up on a stool and is, for some dumb, dumb reason, touching the light bulb. Which, of course, it's going to fucking hurt. But then, in the shadows, we see a figure. And then the It's a flickers. ghost lady! And then it gets closer, and then it gets closer, and then we see it's a ghost lady. And then, finally, she fixes the light, then ghost lady's gone. Da-da. And then, she's walking around, and I guess just looking at things around the laundry room, and she finds on the floor a big old mosaic of a dragon. And Super I was like, cool. sick mosaic. Um... Then uh, we cut to her taking a bath, and she has about 1,000 candles lit. Yeah. I don't, these people are living their best lives. And then this is already like the fifth time this couple has had sex. Yeah. This it's like, is guys, a calm down. Much. I'm kind of on the side of the one million mom march or whatever they are. <laughs> we, we get it. They're it, fornicating. And then she's like, hey, do you want to join me? And he's like, no, I'm pretty busy. And then he's like, just kidding. Yes, I want to join you. Wieners out. But uh, then they start talking about how she she saw this really cool thing in the basement. And then he's like, oh, was it covered in blood? Because the last time she talked to him about the basement was John, the guy that had his bloody hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's what I would be like. I'd be like, is it more cool shit like that? Um, And she's like, no, it was a dragon, though. A sweet ass awesome dragon and then she starts talking about how she knows all these things about like well it depends in the 1920s if they built a dragon in the basement that meant certain things because she said that they were thematic um in like they were thematic architects i guess or whatever yeah so draco no what is draco malfoy so draco's dragon and then but it's the drake so it's a drive that would make sense that they would tie it all together dracula dracula a Dracula? Uh, anyway, they're going to get it on. And we know that Jane is going to be unrelenting in finding out what's going on with this mosaic and the history of the building. Cool. Back to fucking John Barlow. Yeah. This is the shit I want. He has a rag mag that in bold font says, Judge Slain. And he's on the phone and he's really panicky. And we know that he's on the phone with... Gavin. Gavin. He's like... They're writing about me. They're looking for me. They're looking for me. So we know that he killed this judge. But because, why? Because Gavin told him to. But, but why? Why? 
because we learned, oh, I forgot to say this earlier. Uh, Gavin had told um, Jane earlier that John's wife had died just a little while ago, Mary. So smash cut back to where we were. Gavin had, so we know, we don't know what Gavin and Olivia are per se. They have some sort of evil presence um, to them. I don't know if they're supposed to be devils or demons or whatever, but they are acting on behalf of some sort of evil entity. Yeah, it's not specific as to what it is. It could be the Although building that's make, driving them. Tony makes know. a joke earlier where he says, oh, they moved to a warmer climate. Yeah, which makes so then everyone else is aware of what's going on. It, seem, it seems like at least some of the people know what's going on. Anyway, so uh, he was told to kill this guy on behalf of Gavin because we th- we learned later that there's some dirty dealings, I think, going on a the real estate that well, it doesn't matter why but but mary comes back does it so that to bring his wife back he's like you said if i did it you would bring her back and he's like check in your bedroom dude and then mary is there cool she's a dead person well i mean she's alive again but she's a dead person i see dead people um then we go back to brian and his wife there are too many characters there's a lot of characters it's just too much i feel like she should do a slow introduction no, I, I think I think that only some of these characters are regulars and the other ones are going to be not regulars. So but Brian and his wife, Louise, Louise, are they having sex here? Yeah. OK. And then uh, then she's I wrote like down coitus. <laughs> well, they're, they're just they're just smooching and it's going somewhere. <clears throat> and then she gets an email and she's like, oh, fuck. Well, because he said, did you? So I think he did. So. Oh, well, I, to be fair, I was getting candy. <laughs> While the scene was <laughs> mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, she's like, oh, man, I just got this email and this lady quit her job. At, and, and tomorrow's my first cover shoot for Vogue. And I was like, Jesus Christ, got a cover shoot for Vogue? Good job, Louise. Does anything come of that scene? Do we see the blonde lady again? Oh, yeah. We just see that he's looking at he's looking at the blonde lady through the window again. Just reinforcing that like, he he's always looking at this lady while he's writing. So, Jane, uh, Gavin says, hey, I want you... No, 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 just kidding. Gavin asks Henry to go play golf with him. Yeah, Gavin Gavin takes out Henry and Olivia takes out Jane. Mm -hmm. And they both... One, uh, Gavin takes them to, like, a driving range. And then Olivia takes her to go dress shopping. Yeah, because... I forgot to say this earlier. uh, Gavin They're going to the symphony. Well, it's like a huge, it's beyond that. It's a big, like, a, event. A whoop de do A black tie affair. Which... I said whoop de do It's implied. <laughs> anyway, well, Yeah, they're all, and bit. they're, you know, they're poor young people, so they're like, and, and which is funny, because it's obviously written by somebody who's not poor. He's like, oh, my old tuxedo. It's like, those people don't have any fucking tuxedos. Yeah. You don't have an old one. Anyway, so uh, here are the highlights of these two events. At the Gulf outing um gavin gets approached by some guy who's like you're in my spot dude and gavin's like listen i know your your panties are on a bunch because i went to go buy your building out from under you and he's like yeah you did but you're gonna leave that building alone I, i'm gonna find the time to get my money together and then he gets introduced to henry and then it settles the dust settles and then henry's like hey dude um 
I'm the mayor's office is involved in a huge lawsuit with that guy. I'm not supposed to be near him at all. Like I could really get in trouble over this. Yeah. And, and Gavin's, Gavin's like, like, Ooh, I didn't know me. No, no, me just baby. And very shrewdly Morgan said, he did know. <laughs> and then across town, Olivia is, has taken Jane to some crazy boutique store where they're selling Gucci's and, Fendi's and uh, an Alexander McQueen that Jane loves. And then she checks the price tag and it says $4,000. And she's like, whoa, I can't afford that. Jesus Christ. Why is this touching my skin? And then Olivia's like, no, I brought you out here so I could get this. And she's like, uh, like any sane person is like, there's no way. I don't know you, first of all. And I'm not going to have you spend four fucking thousand dollars on a dress for me. Are you shitting me? And then Olivia is like, oh, well, (laughs) okay, fuck me then. And then she's like, I got a meeting to get to so you can find your own. Yeah, if you're too good for my four thousand dollar dress, then I'll see you later. Anywho, now we come back, back to, to Brian, Brian and Luis has hired a new assistant. <laughs> Guys, guess who the assistant is? Mor- Morgan guessed it. <laughs> what is with me? <laughs> Maybe I'm turning into a 55 year old woman. My mm-hmm. my dream is what I've been working towards. I mean, you're getting closer. Uh, Everybody's getting closer. Michael, don't. Except for people that are already older than that. They're getting further away. I can't talk about this right now. Anyway, so blonde lady, hot blonde lady lives. <laughs> we didn't even works. say who it was. Yes. Yeah. So hot li- blonde lady he's been watching undress is now his wife's assistant. Sucks to be him. And he's like, Neesh. because, um, oh, because in the last, the last segment when he was watching her undress, she like looks right at him in the eyeballs and she's like, look at me, take off my clothes, Brian. She doesn't yeah. say that, but we can, we get the idea. So as these things are unfolding, I'm sure this doesn't need to be said, but it's clear that Gavin or and or Olivia is orchestrating all of this through their evil wiles. Right. All right. So John is out having a day with his zombie wife, Mary. And he's like, hey, Mary, you dumb, dumb zombie. Remember this place? This is where I told you I loved you. And she's like, and you looked in my eyes and I believed it. And she's remembering things. And then and then I said, what did I say, Michael? I was like, clearly, this is the scene they used these were the sides for her audition. For her audition. And she's like, John, I'm so cold. And then her nose starts to bleed. And then we're like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Something bad. Also, so, like, it's only been like a day. Yeah, that I was sucks. like, that's a pretty short time frame. Michael, maybe don't make deals with the devil. I mean, that maybe is it. don't but do the it. other guy got 10 years. Well, he for a fucking violin for being a shitty violinist. Um, so he's like, we gotta get back. Where uh, Jane is going to the library to do research. Okay, cool. So she, because she learns about Mary, that Mary John's wife. Oh yeah, she does. I forgot she learns about Mary John's. Killed herself by jumping off the top of the building, Mm -hmm. and she learns other stuff. That's where we see the creepy pictures of the basement. Where pictures, pictures of the basement. Oh yeah, there's there's a secret. There's clearly goat sacrifice, and I get points for that one. Yeah, so it's a they. She called it the brethren of something. So some weird nefarious devil occultish shit is going down. It's the order of the dragon. So there's the mosaic in the photo, but then she sees this glorious wooden door in the basement. That is not there currently, because currently there there is a giant cement wall that has been put up. And what happened then, to me, I got very excited, because I was like, like, oh, 
secret door. Which I thought was joking, but now I realize you were serious about it. I am 100% serious. There's nothing cooler that you can have in a movie than somebody discovering that there used to be a secret door there. Well, there was there used to be a door there, and now it's a secret door. That's that's the that's the dream. I just want to find a secret door in the house. So people write in. Am I wrong? Would a secret door not be the coolest thing? John reaches out to Gavin. <laughs> hey, Gavin. Weird thing happened today. <laughs> My wife seems to be dying, but she's already dead. So that's kind of weird, right? She's not already dead, though. He does bring her back. We don't know what capacity. It because... seems she doesn't seem like a zombie. She doesn't seem like a ghost. She seems like he did it. It just is like. And now she's going to be dead again. If Michael, you what's a reanimated corpse called then? Well, not if a zombie doesn't have a conscience. It's not like the brain isn't active. It's just a. Why are you such a fucking nerd? <laughs> because and she's not like covered in dirt or something. She, she she just appeared. That's really you're generalizing these zombies. I'm saying that she didn't like. Uh, she's not. This... Are they covered in dirt in record? No, they're not. Well, that's because those are virus zombies. It's different. Oh my god. Anyway, so John's like, uh, Gavin's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to keep her alive you're gonna have to fucking kill again and after then, one day that means if he wants to keep her alive he has to kill somebody every single day he's like so stay tuned buckaroo there will be a package delivered <laughs> package delivered under your door and now i'm out of notes so what happens oh next Michael? jesus i gave up okay this the show was too long um Okay, there's not that much more left. Secret door. I wrote that down in big old letters. When when um what when does the event happen with Brian and Louise? Is it now? I want to talk about that. They get okay. So uh, Jane gets a gets a present at the door, and she's like, oh, "What's yeah. this?" And Morgan again was like, "I bet it's the red dress." And it was the, and red, it was dress, the red dress, guys. I guessed it. Um, oh my god! Now, do I have a sixth sense? Oh Jesus. Morgan just literally turned into Haley Joel Osment. It's crazy. Yeah. Are you into it? Uh, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Now, because now I'm just seeing current Haley Joel Osment. Uh, he's cuddly. So I don't remember what happens in the scene, but I wrote sexy times with the lady across the way. Her name is Alexis. So, oh, she's because again, she's, she's taking off her clothes. Yeah, but she's like. Now she's like. Hey, Brian, what's up? Take a look at the. Yeah, and but while that's happening, Louise is like, you gotta like keep an eye on the clock because we're going to dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, she's like, we got to go, Brian. We have to leave right now. Get off the fucking computer. Let's go. Let's go. And then Brian's like, okay, just I'm just finishing up this one last sentence in my excellent screenplay. And then. He sees the Alexis lady taking her clothes off, and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to take a few minutes to watch this. His wife is literally breathing down his neck. Like, why would you... Right now. Michael, because it's not... You think that these people have free will. I think They're magically compelled by the boobs. I think free will is... I mean... Free willy. That's what he's planning on doing. That's what he's planning on doing. Nobody knows the lyrics to that song. Um, So finally, he they leave now. Can we talk about this scene? Yeah. Finally, we get to the best scene in the whole thing. This is the best guy. (laughs) Strap in. They get into the elevator. Elevator. Uh, And so there, he's like, but I'm like, like, hey, hey, Louise. 
so did you like run references on this chick this blonde chick i'm not so sure about her and louise is like (laughs) brian you're talking about how hot she is right you think she's sexy you want to get on that huh which was kind of weird for a second because it wasn't like (laughs) she wasn't mad about it no she wasn't she wasn't like like, oh you son of a bitch she was just like typical brian loves that woman but so then Brian's they the fl- the elevator opens up on the main floor and Brian steps out and then Louise oh god this is so good guys for whatever reason she leads with her head first which is a bad <laughs> don't don't walk that way she does <laughs> the elevator goes it crushes her head which was kind of shocking because it it they're like literally in the middle of like a little bickering fight yeah. and then just kablam the elevator her, door smashes her head smashes her head knocks her to the ground so now her body is half her head and upper torso is ha- half out the elevator the rest of her body is inside the elevator and then it's just like it is almost hilarious but in the best way how intense and how hard this uh, elevators the doors are trying to shut on her like yeah her ribs would have been broken well i mean they might have been broken we don't know saying we don't know how bad it it doesn't seem real it seems like she would probably be dead and she's not yeah and then they they also tease that it's gonna chop her head off but it doesn't yeah then it comes back down but it goes a little further i don't know uh, i was kind of hoping she would have been dismembered just like yeah. half a body laying in the middle of the anywho tony doesn't do much for it he calls an ambulance while well, we it's freaking s- out we we said tony's probably in on it yeah he's gotta be a little a little demon <gasps> oh little cute oh, little tony demon bronxian demon okay let's finish this um, talk about tony the demon they're okay, so great. So John finds out that he's gonna have to kill somebody, and again, Morgan was like, oh, "It's gonna be the golf guy," and then it was the golf guy. In fact, I'm just really good at guessing. We find out that Nona is the stealer. Yes, she's the one that's been taking all the necklaces, but she's not doing it to be bad. She's doing it because she's a clairvoyant, right? And she's when she touches the jewelry, she sees things, which we'll get back to at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. Then uh, I forgot. Then um, the two main people, what's their names? Jane and Henry. Henry. Uh, they get back from the fancy gala thing they went to. And she's like, oh, un- unzip my dress. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then after she- he unzips the dress, she's like, uh-uh. And he's like, what? I thought we were doing a little unzippy. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, but before this, while they were at the symphony, uh, she has like this vision. Gonna- okay. She well, she like feels like Gavin looking at her, right? Well, but she also sees something. Yeah, you I cut t- to something in black and white that she's like, f- like seeing or sensing, I guess. And then Gavin is like just really intensely looking at the back of her head. Oh, yeah. So then back to the yeah, and, the apartment. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, there was I was getting some real weird vibes off of Gavin tonight, and he's just sort of like. No, it's just whatever. He was drinking. It's just being boys, being boys. And you're like, dude, even if that is the case, come on, man. That's not cool. But she's like, mm, I don't know. And then we cut back. Now we cut to John. John has failed to kill the guy that he was supposed, supposed to, to kill. kill. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm so sorry, Mary. I couldn't do it. And she's like, it's okay, John. I love you forever. And then, bam, he gets a phone call from Terry O'Quinn. Forgot what his name is. And he's like, it's time to pay the piper, motherfucker. 
motherfucker. And then he's like, oh no. And then he gets sucked into the wall, which is that weird. That doesn't happen then. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So he gets sucked into the wall, but it was also kind of cool because it's kind of like the cover of Frighteners. Like, yeah, because I mean, there's like a whole bunch of bodies in there with yeah, him. all these like all these like limbs like, like the, pushing through the. So it's the building. The building is the evil thing. I think maybe. And you think that that uh, I think it's a sentient. Terry Quinn and Vanessa Williams are just like taking advantage of it because yeah. they own it and they're like, I, oh, sick. I have a feeling that because when because at one point uh, Olivia talks about how her daughter died in a car accident. So I feel like I don't know the way she was talking about it made it feel like oh, you guys might be like a hundred years old like they could have been a part of the original brethren right oh i think they are yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> i guessed it i guessed right <laughs> just saying anyway that is more like the shining with the sh- with the building being the entity not the ghosts themselves but yeah I was going to say before that it's basically like The Shining meets Needful Things because they're kind of like the Needful Things guy where he's like, oh, do you need this thing? You can have it. But there's a fucking price and it's your soul. That's like every fucking demon and devil or devil movie. But if you were going to put it in a Stephen King world, it's a lot like that, isn't it? If this was going to be Castle Rock season two. Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up. Anyway, uh, Jane goes looking for some ghosts. Oh, yeah, she does. This was actually kind of creepy. I liked it. She gets, so she, she hears, she wakes up, she hears something after John's been sucked into the wall. She hears something. So she follows something out into a spiral staircase. Yeah. And like after she goes into the stairwell, like the door closes and she can't get out. And she's like, oh, let me out. And then finally she finds herself back in the basement. But everything is cleared away. But also there was restored. a ghost on the banister. Oh, yeah. There's a ghost she's following. Um, she's following this ghost. Follow that ghost. But it's creepy <laughs> because all you see is just the ghost hand running mm-hmm. along. And with our uh, poor internet connection and poor video quality, it looked like it was doing like that kind of grudgy <laughs> staccato <laughs> movement. Right. We'll, we'll give some credit to the internet bandwidth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, so she finds herself in the basement. It's all been re- completely restored. Cement wall is gone. The mosaic is beautiful. But she f- sees the door and she goes through the door. And we realize that uh, it lets out onto like a terrace on, up on the, the building. So it's not the basement. No, or or there's magic or something happening. Because yeah. she's, like, she's on the roof. Oh, well, because it's a dream. In a second, we're going to find out that it's a dream. But is it? Oh, that's right. And in a, in a couple of seconds, we're going to find out that it wasn't a dream. Okay. So we're really good at tension, guys. Okay. Storytelling is not our forte. Whatever. Okay, she goes out. It's the ghost of Mary. And then just like in real life, she jumps off of the building. But before she does, she's like, you guys got to get out of here. They're never going to let you go. And then she jumps off and she's like, no, Mary, don't do it. I don't know you, but I read about you one time in a newspaper. And then she wakes up and she's like, oh, God, it was just a dream. Give me some fucking coffee. That's what she says as soon as she wakes up. And I was like, Morgan? <laughs> Is Morgan in this? <laughs> and he brings her a big old cup of coffee and she starts chugging it in bed. Again. Is Morgan No, in this? I've never seen you drink a cup of coffee in bed. No, that's true. Because uh, somebody doesn't bring me a giant <laughs> cup of coffee. So... Anyway. Part of that equation is missing. They have some conversation about they're going to go talk to Gavin about signing the papers for the apartment. And then... And then she's like, what a crazy dream. And then she looks at her feet and just straight out of Pet Cemetery, 
Stephen King. Her feet are all covered in dirt because she actually was walking around last night. It wasn't a dream. Anyway, now they go to Gavin and they're she's feeling weird about it because she's like, oh, I had that dream. And she said, don't do it because they're going like, to trap you here forever. And the place seems kind of weird. And she had that weird thing with Gavin. So she's like, oh, I don't know. But then Gavin, being a smart demon dude that he is. He's like, hey, you know, I heard that you were uh, doing a whole bunch of research on the building because your dumbass boyfriend told me that over a couple of drinks. All right. Well, guess what? And you think that he's going to be like. You better fucking stop it right now. Yeah. But he doesn't. He goes, surprise, here are blueprints for the remodel I want to do. And I don't feel like enough of the historical integrity is incorporated. So yeah, there you he go. wants it to be, I want this to be exactly the way it was when I was here in the 1920s. I mean, I mean, when it was existing in the 1920s, which, oh, just so happens to be the Brotherhood of the Dragon thing that you were looking at. Probably no relation. Anyway, do you want to live here forever? Sign this paper that gives me your soul. And then they're both like, yeah, let's do it. Rank control? Is that what you just said? And they sign it. And then we get the final scene of Nona looking at the necklace that she stole from Jane. And apparently, Jane is going to get murdered with an axe. Which is like... The Shining. Misery. (laughs) (laughs) When you're talking about the weird building thing, sorry, this this is apropos of something that's the end just yeah by the the end. um but more back to me did you ever read uh sideways the stories Shining? sideways stories from wayside school no is that like where the sidewalk ends no i'm just kidding i don't it know was, what that is um oh god i didn't i haven't thought about this fucking series in years it's a children's story or series book series about the school but everything in the building is fucking weird. Like the teachers are all weird. They don't have a 13th floor. Like it, it just reminded me a little bit of that. And that, now I'm also realizing that that's, isn't that all buildings don't have a 13th floor? Well, I know, but there's like nefarious things going on. It just realized that it's packaged as like a, a friendly children's book, but it's really fucking weird and mm. upsetting. No, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Is that anyway, your recommendation? No, <laughs> okay so that's the end of the show uh i did one other thing i forgot to mention this is based on a book series like what you were just saying book series (gasps) um so i was like that's weird this doesn't really come across as being like a book although i did say it's like stephen king so maybe it is like a book i don't know all right morgan as much as we love to make fun of bad tv we also believe every show has a silver lining and that's why we always have to find something that we genuinely unironically enjoyed it's time to say something nice All right, Morgan, I want you to say something nice about this show. What's what? What's something that's good that you liked about it? There's a lot of this that I liked. All right, well, um, let's keep it to one or two things so that I have things to say as well. <laughs> uh, I would say the thing that I like. Morgan, that's too many things. The most is what we were just talking about. I like the element of having a, a spooky, spooky building kind of controlling, being the puppet master of... This is me filling the blanks. For uh, I mean, you're assuming that you're correct, but yeah. Yeah, but that I do enjoy. I think there's like a lot of fun tension in it, and it was spooky. It felt... There were a couple of cool, scary scenes. Yeah, yeah. for an ABC show. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was some good drama, and 
kept me wanting more. I just wish they would be better about casting for these fucking shows. <laughs> it's I think is mostly well cast except for the male lead who is you know nothing. Nothing. I couldn't tell you if you if he was here right now wouldn't know. I guarantee you, if you showed me three pictures of men that were in the ballpark, I could couldn't, not. Pick I couldn't them pick out. which one it was. I guarantee it. Could not pick him out, Michael. What will you say something nice now? Um. Uh, yeah, I thought this show was really fun. Um, it's like I said, it, it kind of feels like it could be in that in the vein of Castle Rock, where it's just sort of like here's a bunch of people that are in this one spooky scenario, and we're just going to kind of show how it affects each of them differently. Um, I wish it was a little bit more horror-y. Like, there's not that much horror stuff that happens in this one, but it's also the pilot, so it might be setting it up. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's going to be, like, a Monster of the Week type setup where John was the Monster of the Week character this week, where he was, you know, because obviously he can't be on the show anymore. He's dead. Um, So they'll probably have, like, oh, and then here's this person that we introduced this episode. They like to do Yeah, and I kind of like, and then uh, with Nona... I'm excited to see. Yeah, obviously, like, Nona will be a a main character, and then uh, Brian will be a main character. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll find out what happens with him and the the sexy assistant lady. And then his story about writing. He has to... I mean, I'm assuming that all of the tenants have some sort of... Well, they're obviously penance. they're they're the, the penance of the tenants. If the you penance will. of the tenants. Um, that I should is have called my it favorite that. opera. Um, I it seems like he hasn't signed his soul over to Gavin yet. Okay, he's still like trying to trick him. I think so because that's because he said something. Gavin said something to the effect of like, uh, "Hope to have a, a Broadway winning play out of him soon," or something like that. Right. So he'll eventually is probably going to fall under the wiles of Gavin and, and he's the newest tenant, right? They were like, Oh, this is our new tenant. Yeah. Billy Shakespeare over here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I thought, I think that the casting is great. I love that Terry O'Quinn and and Vanessa Williams. I wish that they were in it more, but anytime they're on screen was really, was really great. Um, the whole tone of the show was, was, was cool. The writing was fairly solid for the type of show that it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think that, it's hurt by the title. I think that people would have watched it more if it had a, a less silly title. Yeah. Um, I don't, th- I don't think that the I title, know, it, it, it lends itself to more of what I was saying, what my prediction was like a quirky, like offbeat comedy. It doesn't, cause it doesn't sound like it's taking itself seriously. I actually think I, I well, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but like I th- thought of it like it was going to be too, like it was going to be taking itself really seriously, but being really bad. Mm-hmm from 666 park avenue i don't know it just seems like i don't know it it seems like they're like yeah that's a really fucking cool scary title and you're like no it's kind of actually pretty lame so i don't know if they could have come up with something a little bit more like i can't i can't solve all their problems tonight i don't know i'm sure there's a cooler title than that uh but and it and he you know what it got him canceled because of the mothers against uh satan Mm -hmm. uh i just wanted to quickly say i was reading the uh the great piece of literature the wikipedia right um and there's a quote in here from vanessa williams saying that she had approached her character um her and uh, uh terry o'quinn's character as bernie and ruth madoff mm. kind of super version the supernatural versions a of that super version super version supernatural versions of that which is interesting just because 
that's the whole a whole other B story to Gavin and Olivia is them buying up all these buildings across because he right. he alludes to the fact that he's yeah he's like a, a bunch of like a, a mogul a, a real estate mogul. yeah just exploiting people and building this kind of real estate empire for right. himself. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Interesting. Okay, Morgan, cut the shit. Let's make hey, it short. We're running along. Yeah, let's do it. Um. Anyway, hey guys. Uh, this week, uh, I was I slept on this guy for a while. Not literally, figuratively. Wow. One of my favorite. If his name isn't me. Oh, it is me. Um. Uh. I love Roots Revival music. I don't know why, but it is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And there is a gentleman by the name of Gary Clark Jr. That is phenomenal. Uh, he is a, it's his music is Roots Revival meets reggae meets kind of modern day R&B. Um, but he's a super accomplished guitarist. He's got a, a cover of Come Together that is phenomenal. But he has out the best protest song that has come out in, I don't, know how long called this land so if you don't only have time to listen to one of his songs i highly recommend listening to this land i only have time for one okay um i'm gonna recommend the thing that's been taking over my life for the past week and that is <sighs> the computer game parkitect if you ever played computer game if you ever play i was saying it silly on purpose <laughs> computer um if you ever played the roller coaster tycoon games or the sim theme park games or any of those uh theme park type building simulations this is a new modernized version of that um that is really super fun and addicting and i spend way too much time playing it and i recommend it it's called parkitect it's on steam so steam it up that's their that's their catchphrase morgan i forgot to say would you watch another episode I actually would watch another episode of this. Well, too bad, because they're really hard to find. I know. But I bet we could find a... a yeah, I was a little bit bummed DVD because... somewhere. Uh, of the stuff that we watched, uh, this is definitely... Uh, m- maybe not among the best of the things that we watched, but is among the most intriguing. Like, that would make me want to watch another episode. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like... I'm not saying the show was great, but it was like fascinating. Like I'm like I want I do want to know what happens next. What where's this where's this crazy six 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 building going? What's going to happen mm-hmm. to these guys? They they laid a solid foundation in this. And from what I read on Wikipedia, they were told ahead of time that they were going to be canceled, so they were able to make mm-hmm. a somewhat uh, like satisfying satisfying conclusion. conclusion. So that's cool. And because it's a book series, so there probably was an end. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is where it will go. So we'll just, I know I want to check out the book series now. Yeah. Okay. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening to Bad Reception. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad Reception Pod. I do the tweets. Morgan does the Instagram, them Instagrams. And you can tweet at us if you have a show you'd like us to watch or if you just want to say hi. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, my offer still stands, people. Oh, I haven't checked. I don't think we got any new ones, but I'll, I'll check. Please, just uh, if you write a review, it doesn't, it just can be like, hey, listen. There you go. End of sentence. Hey, listen. And then send us an email saying, hey, I wrote, hey, listen, <laughs> end quote. Um, I will say whatever you want me to say to you or to whomever, as long as it's not racist, <laughs> hateful, sexist. Um, just something we don't want to say. Yeah. Or uh, there's very little that I just don't want to say for the sake of not wanting to say it. 
Okay, we'll see. We'll see what comes in. Yeah. You put that out on the internet. Yeah, test me. No, don't test me. Be good. <laughs> Be good people. Be fucking good. Be kind. Um, you can find links to our recommendations and more in the episode notes and at badreceptionpod.com. Nobody ever goes there. It doesn't matter. We are proud members of the Podfix Network. What, what? You can follow them on Twitter at Podfix and go to podfixnetwork.com for a full lineup of shows. Seriously, guys, the shows on our network are so friggin' good. And you guys need to listen to the next episode of More Gooder Than. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, tomorrow, the when after this airs, Tomorrow, the the newest episode of More Good Than is going to be presented by us because we selected the movies, and they seems like they hated all of them. So it seems it like they're pretty be. they're pretty mad at us for making them watch them, <laughs> and they can thank Morgan because she's the one that wanted to do it. I said they're not going to like it. It's not going to be funny. Listen, life isn't about liking things all the time. Um, they're going to be watching so bad it's good movies that we selected. What did we put? Samurai Cop. Yes. Troll Two. And and Miami Connection. Correct. I, I have to watch Miami Connection because I still haven't seen it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so those are really fun bad movies to watch with a group of people. Probably not so much fun to just watch by yourself for a podcast. But who knows? Anyway, check out More Gooder Than featuring us. <laughs> Except we're not on it, but we're there in spirit. Yeah. I'm sure our names are going to be shouted several times. I can't wait. Anyway, that's the end of... <laughs> okay, I'm Mike. I'm Morgan. And that's the end of the podcast. Bye, from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. That's as Jazz. good as any jazz that exists. You are I am wrong. the new Miles Davis. <laughs>